He's headed toward the Brooklyn Bridge. New York City's biggest problem just got. He's friendly. Bigger. If they get out, they'll multiply. Party's over. They're going to be all over the city if we don't stop them. What, what are we doing? Running would be a good idea. Godzilla, rated PG-13. Ground floor. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Oh, did you hear that wrong floor joke? So funny. Welcome back. What you don't you don't even respond at all? You're such I a smiled. jerk. You're such a jerk. I was laughing at that hilarious joke. Uh, ha. <laughs> Welcome back to Old Millennials Remember Movies, the podcast by these two old millennials, me, Angela Yoshiko, and my co-host. Oh, I'm Tyler. You know, Tyler Wilson. I didn't yeah. want to say anything because I was I was waiting for you to introduce me. Oh yes, because you don't talk without an introduction. I'm such a speak big timer. I get a, yeah. Yeah, well, you're so, the host because you get to do the thing at the beginning. So, so you're, if you're the real host. That, the real host. The oh, host. We're doing you Canadian or something. No, it's Midwestern. Same thing. Okay. Pretty close. Ooh, they would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're a new listener, thanks for tuning in. Um, we are two old millennials. We were born in the early '80s, and we hate to say that we're millennials. So that's why we're called old millennials, and we go back and we watch or rewatch or watch for the first time. Movies from the 80s and 90s and see if they hold up. Do What do we remember? Is it as good as we thought it was? Is it as bad as we thought it was? And today we will be talking about a really fantastic movie, Godzilla, from 1998. It's everybody's favorite Godzilla movie. Everybody's favorite. So if you just want to listen to us rant about that, you'll want to skip to whatever time we start talking about it. Because before we start talking about it, Tyler, what have you been watching? Well, one thing is directly related, but I'll go. I'll do that one second. Oh, ooh, the suspense! Oh, so much suspense! So much! It's amazing, right? I did watch Rocket Man. This is the musical biopic about Elton John. Not to be confused with Rocketeer. A future episode, Rocketeer. <laughs> We're doing that soon. Yeah, um, <laughs> coming soon. Uh, Rocket Man. I so listen. It's Dexter Fletcher is the director of this movie. That's notable because he was the guy that they brought in to finish Bohemian Rhapsody when Brian Singer uh, did some stuff. Yikes! Okay, so he I, I, we're on the record. At least I'm on the record from previous episodes of this show saying that. I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is very good. In fact, I think it's pretty terrible and maybe one of the worst Best Picture nominees in recent memory. Rocket Man, much better. Well, obviously. But I was just making a note that the same it's real, pretty much the same director. But obviously, he had to come in and make, fix a mess the last time, whereas he's had control over this movie. Elmar, I'll tell you what the big difference is between the two. The guy sings. Exactly. That's, well, yeah. So it's Taron Edgerton, who's from the Kingsman movies. He is playing Elton John, and he is singing in the movie, actually. It's his voice. And what I like about this movie more than uh, a lot of these types of things, Bohemian Rhapsody especially, and also a movie like Ray, is that it's a musical. It's an actual musical in that people are breaking out in mid-scene and singing, and it's not just, like, performances on stage or in a, in a recording studio. Like, the scenario of the story, something will come up where they're just, like, walking around at a party or at a carnival, et cetera, et cetera, and they'll start singing. And I think that that's, a, that's nice. We okay. don't get a lot of that. Okay, so a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. we started to dive into the investigation of what makes a musical something that Tyler likes or dislikes. Right. So if this falls into the musical category, what features did you like about this musical? Well, I think 
Number one, production value and the singing all strong. Uh, they're having it's it's well staged, it's well choreographed, it it's clean, cleanly cut. I liked all that. I think here's the other thing, and this is what look to Bohemian Rhapsody's credit is that also had this too. Music's really good. It's all in John. Yeah. And it's a great catalog. It's not a movie that uh, necessarily goes in. It's like I wouldn't call it necessarily like real accurate because like some of the music comes along before or after kind of when chronologically he wrote it. But that doesn't matter. Now, listen, it's still got a lot of that same biopic stuff. He's on drugs. He's on a lot of drugs. He's being mean to people because he's on drugs. Lots of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it hits those familiar beats, and I wish it didn't, but, you know, I mean, word rumor has it Elton John, Elton John liked drugs. So, sure. I you mean, know, yeah. that's a story. And, uh, you know, so I, that part, whatever, you've seen that part a dozen times, but the way that the music is kind of integrated into that story is not just, like, him performing on a stage, there's some fantastical fantasy elements to it, and I just think it's really strong. Taron Egerton... Uh, probably, listen, he might get Oscar nominated, I don't know, it's early in the year, but I'm willing to just, I'm, more, I'm gonna put this out there, it's, it's out so early that I bet he's not gonna be, like, a serious Oscar contender. Might get a nomination, might prove me wrong, but Rami Malek won Best Actor for not singing those songs in Bohemian Rhapsody. what do he win for? Mouthing it? Didn't What's-His-Name also win? Correct. Jamie Foxx yes. in Ray. Another, and it, I'm not recorded on record as saying this, but I also wasn't a fan of that movie either. And I wasn't a fan of like, and listen, to Jamie Foxx's credit, we've heard him sing Ray Charles. He can do it. He that's, sounds very good. That's almost more annoying. Right. Why not just do it then? I don't know. I, I know that like we want to like, oh, we just love hearing the actual songs. It's like, well, I can listen to the songs anywhere. I can go turn that on anywhere. I want to see an actor do a thing. I want to see, I want to see someone doing something on screen. You know yeah, what I mean? You know. Acting. Acting. I'm just saying. Okay. So, uh, Rocket you Man. You saw that without me. You good. Son of a bitch. Pretty good movie. I liked it. It's yeah. better than a lot of these recent things. Okay. I liked it better than A Star is Born. I liked it better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Boom. Ooh, your friend Linda's going to be mad. She loved that Star is Born. She was just saying like, oh, it's feet. It's, it's out on HBO today. Get HBO. <laughs> she doesn't know what a podcast is, so I'm not worried about it. Linda, I'm throwing shade because you don't listen. She'll never hear Boom. it. Boom. Okay. Boom. So the other thing I saw directly related to our episode today, as if we planned it. It would have been better if we had both seen the movie. <laughs> Except that I didn't want to. You did not want to see it. I did not. I saw Godzilla colon King of the Monsters. This is the sequel to the 2014 Godzilla. Also, it is in the same universe as the Kong Skull Island movie that came out just last year, maybe two years ago. Which wasn't great. Uh, right. Uh, that's fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't. Okay. Uh, the You're Sam Jackson in that movie? Not great. He's playing a villain, so he's all right. I like it. The movie's fine. I, I don't like it a lot. I super annoyed with well, every, whatever happened. I don't because even remember. It's problematic in this other movie. In this movie, they have a lot of similar problems. This one, I think Godzilla King of the Monsters is considerably worse than Kong Skull Island. Ooh, that's uh, not a good sign. But it has a lot of the same in that like, all of our characters have like one characteristic, and then they play that char characteristic throughout the whole movie. And the problem with Godzilla King of the Monsters is, is there's like... King Kong, the Kong movie had a lot of characters. This one has just like a dozen people in the thing. Why? It doesn't, I know, it's just it's unnecessary. And they're good actors involved, and they're just like in these tiny little dumb roles. Not a fan of that. Now, I kind of like that 2014 Godzilla. 
I like the fact that it was a little bit more, like, ground level. I kind of... I wasn't annoyed. I kind of laughed when in that movie there would be, like, a monster fight going on and then there would be, like, some doors closing so that you, the audience, couldn't see what was happening. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that that was a nice, fun tease because then they give you a monster fight at the end. Mm-hmm. So I kind of appreciate that. Characters were still boring. Once Brian Cranston left that movie, it was decidedly worse. He, he leaves the movie early. Um, I do not remember this movie. Yeah, it's it's, but it's okay. I, I enjoyed aspects of it, right? Okay. This is not that. This is like, hey, we know you want more monsters, so we're just going to give you all these monsters that are going to fight. And that's fine. I think the ending fight, the fight between Ghidorah, the three-headed thing, and Godzilla, pretty good at the end. Like, it's, you know, that's what you go to see, and you, you get it at the end. But I had to sit through... Like an hour and 45 minutes to get to that. And the other fights are just like a lot of CGI smashing, but none of the scale. So it's just like it's just like two CGI things fighting in front of some other CGI stuff. Whereas at least in that last Godzilla movie, they made an attempt to like make it seem like there was like real places involved. And that, that ground level aspect kind of helped it. So I didn't love like the early fighting in this movie. Are you going to talk about um, the hoorah-rah female mom stuff at all or are you gonna just not talk about that oh yeah so yeah or is that smooth? in addition to all these other characters that have nothing to do they're the two the three main characters get a lot to do played by millie bobby brown she's like girl in stranger things they had a son that was killed in the events of 2014 movie. they're not in that movie but that's a little exposition thing at the beginning okay so they're separated okay vera farmiga is a scientist and kyle chandler is a scientist i guess but then they go, I don't even, do anyone want to get into this? It's so stupid. Anyway, everybody has these, like, n- non-narratives, right? Nothing to do. Whereas these two characters have some of the most ridiculous, I don't, how how would you even, like, I don't know how anybody could perform these roles believably. Because the what <laughs> Vera Farmiga has to do especially, I feel bad for her. Because her character now has to go from, like, loving, caring mother who's sad to super villain and, like, somehow back to loving, caring mom within, like, a 30-minute stretch. And we're supposed to kind of believe, like, this uh, ebb and flow of her behavior. And it is just, I mean, I know I'm complaining about characters in a Godzilla movie, but, like, when they give you that for an hour and a half and the other fights until the ending aren't, isn't great, I'm left with this nonsense and I have nothing to do but to just gouge my eyes out. It's so bad. <laughs> it really, I really did not enjoy it. I know some people have enjoyed the monster stuff, but I just couldn't get around any of this just absolute insane stuff okay and i think that's important to talk about because well i say that because our because it our movies are we're movie we're covering today is godzilla it sure is but it's godzilla really in name only Uh, which we'll talk about it's not it's hard to compare it compares better to another franchise and they are really not hiding that fact for sure so it's kind of weird in that i oh yeah i'll see that new one and we'll talk about godzilla but they have so little to do with each other uh the one that we're going to talk about the 1988 movie it's a fascinating piece of 90s nothing really to me and the reason i want to do this episode nothing really defines 90s blockbusters quite more than this particular godzilla movie Mm, mm -hmm. because it is just a fascinating piece of cinema Well, then let's get into it. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. Okay, so today we're talking about Godzilla. It's from 1998. I'm going to give you some high stats. Okay. Those high stats are Godzilla came out um, in May 
20th, May 20th, 19th. The Memorial Day weekend event. 98, yep. PG-13. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hours, 19 goddamn minutes. That's not, oh my god. That yeah. is about one hour over what it should be. That the new one is also over two hours, and it really would be a lot better if it no. was ninety minutes. Just pump that minutes. in at ninety minutes. Yep. Why is it gonna be two hours and nineteen minutes? Well, uh, because it's epic. Oh my god! That gotta was pack it in. No wonder I fell asleep. How many times did I fall asleep when we were watching this? We had to watch it in over. Did we watch this over two nights, or did we power <laughs> through it? I don't remember. I know we I watched we, it over two nights. It was two nights. I was definitely, I definitely fell asleep, and then I told you I'm not sure where I fell asleep at, and you said. It doesn't matter. Whereas, the week prior, you <laughs> fell asleep during Days of Thunder. I continued watching Days of Thunder, and then the next day, watched the second half of Days of Thunder with you. Uh-huh. Whereas, with Godzilla, when you fell asleep, I was like, I don't think I could watch this twice in a row. <laughs> so I stopped, <laughs> and I finished with you the next evening. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big fan of, like, stopping in the middle of movies, but yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, it's not good. That's, that's The me. estimated budget for this is a disgusting, gross... Hundred and thirty yeah. million dollars, yeah. and it, it was, by the way, way more than that. <laughs> and the gross USA was one hundred thirty-six million mm-hmm. worldwide, two hundred forty-two million. But when you factor in all of the marketing, all doesn't of the that, money thrown it, into this. Doesn't the estimated budget sort of factor that no, in? It does not. How do you know? There's not marketing cost of all. That's production budget. Oh, you mean all the Taco Bell commercials were well, not Well, there's included? a little bit of tie in there, but no, they spent... No, 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 no. Marketing costs are totally different than production costs. Then this movie was... There's a reason why they didn't make another one of these. <laughs> it did not profit. It was gross. not a profitable movie. Gross. Gross, gross. Did you write down what you remember? I sure did, Tyler. Great. I sure did. Okay, so what do you remember? This is the segment where we take 30 seconds, you take a minute and a half, because you, even though you have a tiny little laptop that you could type notes on, you insist on typing your notes on your phone. I do. I like to do it on my phone. So it takes you four times as long than typing. No. You're such a liar. So I, I write wrote, more than you sometimes. So what do you remember? I wrote, uh, there's some sort of radiation or nuclear accident that creates a giant lizard monster, a.k.a. Godzilla. And Matthew Broderick is some sort of smart scientist who's going to help save the day, question mark? (laughs) I put a question mark in there. Do I remember there being like a bunch of eggs or something? Matthew Broderick and his ex-girlfriend or wife or something kill all the eggs. Godzilla gets pissed off and chases them around New York in a taxi. And then Godzilla fucks up a lot of stuff and gets shot down and killed. Those people kiss or something. The end. Why is Tyler going to make me watch this movie again? Why? So, the what you just described sounds great. It does. I <laughs> fucking nailed that. You made me watch this 18 years ago. Because I find it fascinating. 17 years ago, however long. I find it fascinating. And I was telling you I found it fascinating back in the day. And I was like, you should watch this. Because... It's a it's a relic. It's a it's a, it's a time capsule movie. I feel. So I did not watch this in 1998. You didn't. So I'm definitely remembering this from not actually very many years later, 2003 probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. go ahead. What do you remember? I wrote the guys Sorry. who made Independence Day really squashed all their goodwill with this new take on Godzilla, which has so many fascinating but fascinating bad ideas in it. Actually, I remember really liking the ramp up to this, as in the marketing and even the first few minutes of the movie. Then they show the monster in full, and yikes. Matthew Broderick is a worm scientist, and that's going to be helpful to stopping this stupid thing, and it's Jurassic Park raptor-looking spawn. Man, everyone loved copying Jurassic Park in the 90s, but almost nobody knows how to do it right. Oh. That's the movie we're talking about. This franchise, so... This movie just wants to be Jurassic Park so badly. So bad. So badly. Okay. 
Okay. And that's a problem. One hand, that's a problem because there already was a Jurassic Park sequel out the year prior. <laughs> and that already kind of like go back Did to this. our first, second or third episode of this very podcast. Yeah. But kind of squash the goodwill of that franchise right off the bat yes. too. So Tyler, what I'd like to do next right. is I would like to read you all the notes I took on this movie. Okay, great. I, and I did take notes. Good, perfect. Okay, so I and I and guys, I usually do take notes because uh, <laughs> you can't even get through. That I can't sentence. remember. Can't get through that sentence. I take notes sometimes, and then sometimes I don't. So anyway, here I goes. I want to spit take all over the microphone. Here goes plot colon, and then I have some bullets. Are you ready? Yeah. Nuclear bomb plus lizards. That's the first second of the movie. Yep. Asians on the boat crash. I got questions about that. Matthew Broderick <laughs> looking at big worms, big worms in Chernobyl. Okay. Tahiti equals big prince. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> I'm not taking any more notes. Yeah. And I'm out. Yeah. It's pretty good. So guys, that was a good podcast. I'm Angela. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I did promise you that I would... Say more than this movie sucks. All right, so, so. I do want to go. What I said in the, my intro is that I did like the the ramp up to this movie, and I will give you my experience of Godzilla in 1998. So I don't know. Pe- people remember this. If you were into like movies and going to blockbusters in the 90s, which I was, which you were, this was a big. Ooh, they really wanted you to want to want this movie. They mm-hmm. wanted it so bad. They'd have giant billboards, and mm-hmm. it was like they were. Pushing like the size does matter, right? Yep. Big things, big all oh, bigger is better. Blah blah blah. Apparently that rubbed people the wrong way. But I mean, if you're talking about a blockbuster movie, I'm telling you that's kind of effective. Like, oh, his tail is as big as a- yeah. Give me some of that, right? They also very very secretly kept this monster design quiet. They mm-hmm. did not want they so they told people we're doing a new design on Godzilla. He's not going to look like you remember him. We want to keep it secret. Now apparently it leaked in a toy form early. I didn't catch that. I was a child, okay? I wasn't on the... The internet wasn't very fast at this point in our lives. Was it? Do we even have it? I don't know. It was about 95 we got internet. So yes, but it was slow, and I wasn't downloading pictures of a Godzilla toy, okay? So to me, I remember... Now, I remember seeing specifically a USA Today, the weekend it came out, that revealed the full image of Godzilla, and I was like... (laughs) <laughs> like, okay, not great. <laughs> who are you that you remember? I saw the front page of the USA Today in 1998. Another who fun, are you? Another fun fact about me. I kind of liked USA Today when in the 1990s. <laughs> and also the 2000s. Every time we take a road trip, you're like, mm, can we stop it's and get USA Today? Yeah, the USA, listen. Been a while being maybe like, it's been like maybe four years. No, it's been longer than that. Whatever. It has been because they don't make it available. And I got to say, I don't want to be throwing shade out here. USA Today... It's kind of gone downhill. <laughs> Probably ever since they ran that picture in 1998. They're like, peaked. They peaked right there. That's when this, this was when the real thing against the liberal media was at. They're like, that's all the conservatives are like, let's just follow me out. I'm out. This fucking re- re- lizard on the, on the paper? No way. They peaked. Nope. We're done. Goddamn liberal fucking rags. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Okay. Continue on. So I remember seeing that Godzilla picture. I'm like, eh, that wasn't great. But, you know, who knows, right? I saw Independence Day. Who knows? Day. There was documentation. Not who knows. <laughs> there, there it is. I saw Independence Day a few times in the movie theater. I yeah. knew that this was made by the same people, Roland Emmerich, Dean Devlin. Yeah. I was excited. At this point, not wait, wait, knowledgeable wait. about any other Godzilla movies, really. Never seen a Godzilla movie, other than maybe like a little bit on television. Okay, so what I will say is when you were 15, mm-hmm. you started writing um, 
movie reviews in the big city paper. Yeah. I was was pre- this before this? Right before. Yeah, okay. maybe a few months before. I'm curious to go see what movies you reviewed when you were 15. Oh, there's, there's out there. You know, there's an archive? You sure uh, you didn't review this one? Because you're remembering a lot no, of details. It's, no, it was, I remember, it was, it's like, it was like my first, you want to know my first movie review? Movie? Yes. Two, two of them? Yeah. It was, uh. It might have been 99, actually, so that might have been a full year later. Um, yeah, you, yep, that makes sense. You'd have well, to look up the 15. year of the film, the Hugh Grant film Mickey Blue Eyes, and the Antonio Banderas, Michael Crichton adaptation, The 13th Warrior. Oh, I love that movie. Well, stay tuned. Another, new, another that episode one was coming based soon. on a book, right? It was a Michael Crichton book, as I just said. <laughs> so I fucking hate you. You're so mean. <laughs> it was based on Eaters 99 of the is Mickey Blue Eyes. So it was a year later. So no, this was a year before the, all of that. Okay. I was okay. just wondering because you're remembering a lot of specific details. Because I was and like... And also, can I just say, yeah. you're really amped up right now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> We're recording two of these tonight, baby. <laughs> you're, like, you're like really ramped up. Let's get, you put real coffee in my pot. It's not decaf tonight. Like, like, whew, maybe like take a little breath. Whew. But this was a so the marketing behind this was not just billboards and commercials and things like that. It was also like the Taco Bell dog was in full force at this point. The Chihuahua, like Yokiro Taco Bell, and there was so, like commercials. Wait, say that again. Yokiro Taco Bell. Say it one more time. Yokiro Taco Bell. I think you're racist. Yokiro Taco Bell. <laughs> That's how he said it. Okay. We're going to talk about racism in a little bit. It's in the first couple scenes of this movie that I want to know your Asian opinion on. Okay. Um, so it was like there was the marketing was big. And then to top it off, they had a killer soundtrack they were pushing behind this thing. This was when soundtracks were like, okay, we're going to sell some we're going to sell some records. We had a Wallflowers cut, we had a Wallflowers song, we had this was right in the midst of the Puff Daddy, like, let's make nine-minute music videos that are really it, it, super dated now. <laughs> it literally was seven minutes. I have it fired up whenever you want to play it. I don't know if I... Do we want to... I don't know. I don't, maybe a we'll little say, I'm thinking it'll just... We'll just outro to it at the end. Because I could... I mean, I could, I could do a verse for you. But no. This, so this was like big... All of this was yep. just huge business, right? Rage uh, Against the Machine uh, was had a song. Yep. Ben Folds Five. It was big. Some Foo, of those songs. Foo Fighters, Green Day. Yeah. Now, to be to to in fairness, mm-hmm. not all of them wrote songs for the soundtrack. I think in the case of the Green Day song, it's a song they already made, and then they added uh, Godzilla roars behind it, and Fantastic. they called it the Roar Remix or something, mm-hmm. and that was a thing. It's a green. I mean, it was it was a look a better soundtrack than the movie is. It's a Batman and Robin scenario. Um, so it was big. This was just big samuel L. jackson was hosting the mtv movie awards they did a little bit with the taxi which we'll talk about later this whole movie this was a big deal right and then it came out and i went and saw it opening weekend mm-hmm. like a few other people did but apparently not a lot of people you and, and all the uh, other teenagers my mom no my mom and i went you and all the other teenagers and their moms and my mom my mom and i my mom and i went and saw it it was memorial day weekend needed something to see long weekend She's a, she was a teacher. I was a student. We were out of school on a Friday. We went and saw it. And then we watched it. And we were just like, well, that's a movie. <laughs> you think your mom remembers this movie? I don't think... I don't know. Probably not. I got a question. Can mm-hmm. we do a new segment where we call up your mom and we ask her and we just record whatever she says and just put it on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Please. Sounds good. Can we please? <laughs> yeah, let's do What that. does Joanne remember? Yeah, that'd be good. Oh my Let's god, please. Please, that'd be so funny. Alright, well, we'll plan She's like, it what time. movie? I didn't see that. We'll plan it next time. We'll plan it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it ready for the next one. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. 
Oh my god, it's amazing. Okay. And then it was a, uh, and then it, I mean, what is this? It's, it's just so many things on top of each other stacked. And it, it, it can only happen from the people who made as big of a hit as Independence Day. Because Independence Day, I don't want to, listen, I like Independence Day. You like Independence Day. I loved it at the time. Everybody 100%. loves Independence Day. But, yeah. I mean, it's cheesy. And yeah, it's it hasn't a cheesy... aged well. Right. And when you That's see okay. that that movie that movie is, mm-hmm. you see who made it, and then you see Godzilla, you can see how someone, or two people in particular, who had a lot of success, and then they're like, here's some money. And they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And it only, this kind of thing only happens when someone with a little bit of like, uh, they feel a little big for their britches, decides to go and do a whole, a whole thing with Godzilla without yeah. respecting anything that ever that made Godzilla popular in the first place. I think you bring up a good point. Yeah, too much money, people get overexcited and they're quick to spend without thinking about like what are the core things, like a good story, good characters, good casting. They're just like we'll skip all that and get to the fun, expensive stuff. And and I think that they that was their intention. And then when it came game time came when it was time to actually put this thing together. They're like, holy shit, what do we do? Mm, let's just copy all the best parts about Jurassic Park. Yeah. But only in a really shitty way. Yes. And that's pretty much what you get in this movie. Um, yeah. I'm curious. So the first... That being said, there are things about it that are so big and dumb that I kind of appreciate. I kind of appreciate some of the badness in this movie. Oh, there are lots of things you appreciated. You were very excited while you were watching yeah, this. Yeah, because and I, 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 I've gone back to this movie. I've seen it more times than probably you ever anybody should, should in, ever see yes, it. Agreed. And I think I might be I'm I'm not saying that I've seen it the most out of anybody on the planet, but I bet if I am if I'm a betting man If you're betting I'm a betting man, uh-huh. I would say I might be in the top five percent of people of, of the people who've seen it the most in the whole world. Yeah, you should brag about that. I'm not, I'm, well, I'm not. I'm just saying that like there's there's not, there can't be a high number of people that actually like it, anyway, and I don't like anyway, it. Anyway, what's your point? What were you trying to say? It's fascinatingly bad, and there's things about it that are independent Sam, what? of itself. What are the things? Well, when it, we're going to talk about the beginning. God, let's quit slow playing me. Let's fucking go. <laughs> go. What's amazing about this? We're movie? We're being really aggressive. I didn't say it was amazing. I said it's fascinating. Okay, one. I'll name number one for you. The mm-hmm. most fascinating thing Tyler thinks about this movie is. The hat game. And oh, go. yeah. The hats. <laughs> I wish I could I've never seen face. so many interesting hats in one movie. Oh, God. He wants a clap right now. He's so excited. It starts off Matthew Broderick's wearing one of those... Uh, what are those things called? They're the ones that Sam Jackson's always wearing a in the fedora. 90s. No. It's one of those ones that, like, uh, it's like the ones... Now you're going to get racist. I just feel it coming. <laughs> no. It's... He has those hats that are kind of like... It looks like a cabbie hat, hey, hey, but it's backwards. Hey, People can't see your hands right now. <laughs> I, what I'm do, well, I'm, all I'm doing is gesturing head. <laughs> I've got two hands above my head. Hey, hey! I'll post all the pictures of the hats. No, you won't. <laughs> Not posted one single picture. Just go of on, head on over to oldmillennialsremember.com. Click into this episode. That's a real website. <laughs> and check out all the hats. You from will not Godzilla. post it. We probably wouldn't be able to find those images if we wanted to. I'm gonna Google it right now. I mean, but everybody well, in the movie you're talking. has just really bad. It's not that they're. The hats themselves are bad. It's just that everybody's wearing the wrong hat. No one's wearing the correct hat for their head. Matthew Broderick's wearing one of those backwards. You know, it's like a cabbie hat, but you wear it backwards. Sam Jackson likes to wear those things. He's probably the most famous person that wears them. But it's Matthew Broderick. 
he doesn't know how to. He's playing a worm scientist. Okay, it's not working for him. It's the same way that it works on a Samuel L. Jackson. Everyone's wearing the hats, though. Well, yeah, Hank Azaria was wearing hats. Backwards with the, the girls wearing hats. This was a big thing where uh, people would wear the the hats that are like snapback hats, where hair could poke through that, and they're wearing it backwards. This is before there was a lot of fitted hats, I think. Oh, right? I'm definitely going to post some of these pictures. No, you're not. You're not B- going to post beret? anything. Is beret the word? A beret. The our terrible actress, which deserves her own segment. Uh, the lead actress of this movie, she wears a beret for a lot of this movie because yeah. it was 1998, and like, wh- wh- why was it? Because like the Monica Lewinsky thing was going on. I don't know because that was a beret thing, right? It's unbelievable. Even Jean Reno, who's like a military guy from, he's like a French Secret Service guy. At some point, when they're dressing up as like military guys, they're wearing really big, bulky like baseball cap thing. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. a strange. Everybody's wearing really bad hats, mm-hmm. and I don't. It's. It would be fine if it was just, like, one character wearing bad hats. But everybody has different... And they're not all wearing it at the same time. Everybody, like, takes turns wearing bad hats. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know, but I feel like we you do need to go back through the movie and capture all the hats. Which I have. So this is one of the reasons why I can find myself watching it more. I'm like, what bad hat is going to be on screen That's next? some bad hat. Some bad hat, Harry. Um, I like the... Before you see Godzilla, and this was all in the marketing, and that's why I think the marketing's okay, of, like... There's a big footprint. He's big. In Tahiti. He's big. He's real big. Like, you could step in it and you're just bare. It's like I like bigger that. than a house. There's a lot of scenes, to the movie's <clears> credit, <throat> that are, in now, if you saw this movie, they're not in the real world. They, like, these are, they go they went to places in, like, outside, and they filmed big set pieces, and then they added some digital effects, obviously, and added some stuff. So it feels like there's a scale to this thing. We're mm-hmm. moving around the world. It feels like we're moving around the world. I, I get that globe-trotting feeling. That I don't get in movies, even when when the Avengers are just shooting around all over the place, they you, they all look the same. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It all looks Let's the same. Let's not rope the Avengers into this. Those are much better movies, but I'm just garbage. saying that, like in the '90s, we were at least allowed to like show real world spaces. We were spending money on location shoots. You think they went to Tahiti and I don't know if they went there, but it looked like it was a real. They didn't go on a green screen and do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I like that. We have to talk about this. Uh, uh, Godzilla technically gets introduced off-screen, underwater. He runs into a boat and a submarine. This real heavy amount of... i got to ask your opinion on this. A lot of heavy Asian iconography going on in this very quick scene. We've got uh, a Japanese crew. Yep. I, I, they're watching sumo wrestling Yep. on a fishing boat. Yep. i got to ask. Is, it, is that just outwardly... Is that racist? Just to kind of use that as a, it's like they're Japanese, they're watching sumo. No, what would have been cooler is if they were watching, and I don't remember what it was called, but it was the equivalent of uh, Ninja Warrior, but the Japanese versions are way cooler. If they were watching that, that would have been way cooler. Oh, yeah. Because my uh, great-grandparents and grandparents uh, had those on videotape, and they were amazing. Well, stop, stop right now. You had grandparents that had mm-hmm. old Ninja yeah. Warrior tapes. Oh, they're like the Japanese versions. And so it was like uh, Uncle Chester and we'd go over to his house and Tommy and DJ and I would watch these videotapes and they were like the old. They're not like that old. They were like 90s. <laughs> yeah. Filmed in Japan. Ninja Warrior stuff. So this is not fair because I was going to the movie theater to see fucking Godzilla and you had tapes of Ninja Warrior? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I wish I had tapes of Ninja Warrior before then. I don't know what it was it called. It ended up on like G4, that channel, like later on when Olivia Munn was like just a, a 
talk show person? What I can tell you is I never saw them watching sumo wrestling. Okay. So I didn't grow up with that. But so maybe that's that. Thing. So maybe that's not racist. I'm just saying these are the only Asians in the movie. <laughs> the, yeah. And they get attacked. There's a survivor that later Jean Reno goes to the hospital and now I have no. to ask. <laughs> he holds up a can I don't a, get it. A, a flame. Yeah. And he is like Because the guy's like the guy's not like he's traumatized. He's traumatized. He's like is he mumbling? He's just like he can't He's like grabbing the top of I his like he's shivering. bed sheets he's and he's like, like Ooh, he's, he's like, like a, shaking. Right. And he's not paying attention. He right. can't connect to what they're asking. So he's about. and so then Jean Renault is waving a, a lighter in front Flicks of him. Flicks his lighter on, waves it back and forth so that he will watch the flame go back and forth. So then he's, you forth. got this guy just watching a flame back and forth. Like is that a medical strategy? And then he says Gojira. Okay. And then there's jokes later, of course it's like can't even get the name right. It wasn't even called Godzilla's guys it's all stupid. But <laughs> it's not so much the like I don't understand that scene. It's just that they keep going back to it. They flash. They back. show the foot and not oh, even that. Footage. They yeah. recorded it and they keep showing it to various characters. Yeah. And it's just like back into this Asian guy going, Gojira. And every time it just seemed to get like five percent more racist every time it was going. I mean Because it's the only Asians in the movie. I mean I know I feel like we talk about race in every movie mm-hmm. that we go back and watch. And I've been joking around with the with the thought that if you have to ask, is it racist, then it is. But are we also just being, like, super sensitive to anything that depicts a different culture? Now it's racist. Can we just only show movies that are just fucking white people? Well, I think that, especially this movie is only white people. But um, I would say that it's not racist so much as this movie. This is just the main, the number one first and foremost example repeated over and over that this movie doesn't give a shit about anybody's ever thoughts about Godzilla and the culture that uh, sprang from that. Like, this movie doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't care about it at all. I would say and it's, it's less comical. racist and more just bad. It's like a fuck you. Like, it's, it's just, just bad. bad. It's just bad it's just in bad. general. Um, then we get a good, I think, when Godzilla is finally revealed, before he actually gets revealed, it's raining like shit because this is, by the way, we are still doing this shit, the new Godzilla movie. It's just constantly raining or dark because nobody's confident in their special effects. They weren't confident in 1998. They're still not confident. Because even when the effects are good, the lighter it is, it just doesn't look good. It just yeah. doesn't look good. It doesn't I mean, look natural. It looks cartoony. That's fair. So You know that. But I do like that the... Oh, man, we get this hilarious scene of this guy's going out fishing. This was a whole trailer on its own. I remember this trailer. I don't even want to like, talk about this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're right. I promise I wouldn't do that. So there's a guy. He's out fishing. He's throwing, but, he's at the end of a dock. But it's just and the, it's like homeless people. His, his, are they homeless? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I feel like his two friends were homeless. Well, they're just guys hanging out on the mm, the dock. Well, they're dressed like homeless. But people. But it's so funny because it's this big. Like it's only in the movie so they can make a trailer out of it. Yes. Because the guy's like, "Oh, you're gonna go catch a big one." It's like, "Oh, I sure hope so, John." And it's raining, so they're all making fun of him because he's going to fish out in the rain. And then, oh yeah, that's the big joke. Because the only thing you're gonna catch is a cold. And then they do this. <laughs> it's not even that. It's ha. They laugh so hard at this mm-hmm. catch a cold joke, right? Mm-hmm. So it's so bad. So he throws his hook out there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
He's oh. sitting and waiting. Uh-oh. Oh, he's got something. He's he got, got something. Oh, oh, better fight it. Oh, he's going to start reeling it. He's reeling it. Oh, it's so strong. It pulls his fishing pole right out of his hands. Oh, it's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. <laughs> My brain right now is punishing me for even remembering this with you. But I, and you remember that one so well because it was, they, that was a trailer forever. Like this guy walking forward and then showing it. So what I do like is the next 10 seconds of him coming out <laughs> because you get like some pretty good effects of like boats moving. Like, there's some pretty good carnage, okay. and you see, like, his foot. It's really cool. And this is what the trailers were, and you're like, oh, this movie looks like it's going to be fucking awesome. Look at this shit. They're, like, throwing... It looks so good. It looks like real things getting destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. And you get a little bit of it for a little bit. You get uh, the tail going through the buildings, and then, like, Harry... This is a Simpsons movie, by the way, because I got Harry Shearer, who's playing a reporter, like a Kent Brockman type. I wonder Sounds where they got that like idea. just like Kent Brockman. Oh, he's just doing the can't. Well, that's what he sounds like, I guess. But <laughs> just uh, a voice. But it's just his voice. But, he's a uh, voice actor. But you though. get that scene where he's the tail goes behind him, but he didn't see it. And then we're like, oh, and he's like, oh, tee, you missed it. You know, uh, a lot of this, a lot of my teehee. Uh, uh, I'm a real stinker. Uh, Godzilla things going in like this, like our Jurassic Park, uh, yes. Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic yep. World, Fallen Kingdom. You mean Jurassic Mansion? Jurassic Mansion. Yeah. Thank you. You're I, I get so confused if I just say the correct name, I won't get confused. I don't know which one Jurassic it is. Mansion. Yep. Uh, so, and then the foots, all that's pretty the good. Foots? You know, the, the feet that are, you know, the foots. foots. <laughs> you gotta remember I'm a big Ninja Turtles guy and it's the foot and there's several of them. So, you know, but you said the foots. Yeah. So the two factions of the foot clan <laughs> going through New York city yeah. foots here, foots there. Anyway, foot clan. So you're seeing the giant feet. Yeah. So for like 20 minutes of this movie, I am on board, still on board to this day. When I watched the first 20 minutes of this movie, the characters are bad. The lines are cheesy. Matthew Broderick is horribly miscast. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay. Why are we casting Matthew Broderick? So I just was like, hey, maybe what? Maybe he was really popular at the time. No. So here's what he had <laughs> done. The Cable Guy. Two years before the Cable Guy. Yeah. Then Infinity. What was that movie? Yeah. I don't know. Addicted to Love. Oh yeah, that was not a good movie. Him and Meg Ryan. And then Godzilla. He was also before that in fucking nothing. The Lion King. Yeah, it's weird, and it's it's a strange bit of casting in that he's not convincing as a nerd scientist. He's not convincing. He gets the worst. Not convincing, period, as anything. He has really bad dialogue, and he he has no way of quipping it. The I mean, he, it's all meant to be quips, right? But he's got no delivery. Like, the thing that you tease at the beginning of just, like, oh, you know, the wrong floor. Like, his delivery in that is so groan-inducing. So it makes bad. the joke worse. Like, it's yeah. a bad joke. Made worse by like this, like he is. He doesn't give a shit what he's in. And I mean, why would he? Why would he give a shit? I guess I don't. I don't. I can't blame him. I guess for not being interested. But who? He seems completely disinterested in this. That being said, he's an Oscar winner compared to the lead actress that they cast him alongside. This is Maria Patillo. Uh, yep. You got it. Who was not in much before this movie and then was not in much after this movie. Oh, but Tyler, she was in uh, Something to Believe in and Dear God. Yeah, that's right. I remember Dear God. That was a great Kinnear movie. Do you? No, David Duchovny. One of those two. Is that Dear... Oh, man, that's a tough call. I'm going to click on Dear God because now I'm going to help you. It's Duchovny. Playing God was David Duchovny. Dear God is Greg Kinnear. Oh, you got it. God, you're so good at those things. damn it. Yeah, that's great. Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So her introduction, she's a reporter or she's like an intern to Harry Shearer and she wants to be a real journalist. Um, and that's why she broke up with Matthew Broderick to begin with, if you recall. 
Oh, so sometimes it's just a character that is got is poorly written. Yep. Sometimes it's an actress who's not fit for the material. In this case, it's all of that plus. What is she doing? She's she can't act. It is a lot of over emoting in her face, but then not but then underselling the lines. It's like this weird combination. A lot of fraught, overzealous so facial. There remarks. were like several scenes where she's watching. She's like in a bar or something mm-hmm. with a friend. Am I remembering this correctly? Watching Hank Azaria's wife. Watching the TV. Yeah. And then she sees Matthew Broderick on TV and she's like, oh, and the facial expressions. Uh, I feel like a seventh grade drama student could make better facial expressions. Oh, oh, ooh. And it's, it's a bummer because uh, I would have here, preferred lady. to take Vicki Lewis as introduced before uh, her. She's a paleontologist, and she kind of gets paired for Matthew Broderick. When it seems like they're going to be like working together, mm-hmm. and it turns out that they barely share. Like Vicky Lewis is out of the movie very early. She's way more interesting as an actress. She's well, she's super horny, and she's just really into Matthew Broderick. That's her character beat. I know the character is terrible. Every, she's a better actress. But I would have. Well, but let's see that play out where she's just like constantly harassing Matthew Broderick. I'd rather watch that than uh, this other actress just oh. like mm-hmm. pumping about. But yeah, she everybody did get a golden Razzie for that. For worst supporting actress, Vicky uh, Lewis. No, Maria Patillo. Well, she's pretty bad. There's a lot of Razzies thrown about on this movie, but yeah. uh, but everybody's like that. Vicky Lewis, says her character is just like, well, she's horny. The other character that we're introduced early on is like her colleague. You know what his character trait is? He has a cold. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's got the sneezes. Uh, the military guy played by Kevin Dunn. What's his uh characteristic? Well, he just uh, says orders. He doesn't have any characteristic. Hank Azaria, his name is Animal, or his nickname is Animal. He's the camera guy that helps out uh, Maria Patillo. What's his characteristic? Uh, well, he's a New Yorker. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. That's all we have. That's it. And uh, and in John Renault, he's a... Honestly, he's the most interesting guy in the, the movie because he's doing, like... It's all just French stereotypes, but at least he seems to be, like, giggling under his breath every time he's uh, delivering a line, and so... I kind of appreciate that. But that's our human cast. Now, that being said, they they make no mistake about who the star of this movie is. And that's a, it's a choice, because it doesn't look good. When you see Godzilla, it's only about 20, 25 minutes in before you get a full shot of Godzilla. Yeah. Now, I think I read that he's not actually on screen much, hmm. uh, minute by minute. But gosh, it does, there seems like there's just several scenes of just Godzilla fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and what's cool about this Godzilla is that he changes size throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he's really big, like as big as like uh, a the tallest building. building in New York. Oh, yeah. And then other times, he's just like walking through a subway tunnel. He's just like, what's up, guys? Well, he's a burrower. <laughs> but he's like in the subway tunnel, no problem, just chilling. Because he's burrowing. Uh, uh, it... <laughs> It doesn't look so... He changes size. And then what was interesting what we read about was that there was a little bit of trivia on... Because Godzilla, it does not look like the old Godzilla at all. It looks like a dinosaur with a fucked up face. It looks like a T-Rex. It's a T-Rex look. It looks like a T-Rex. Bigger arms, obviously, and the face is all just jacked up. Yep. Um, But they were... So no one liked what this thing looked like uh, at all. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting on the... And I don't know how true this is. You never... When you come across these little factoids on the line, you don't know if it's true. But there was someone there that was like, when they put the movie out, because it wasn't, like, formatted correctly, 
it looked bad. Is it, they're saying like the effects of Godzilla looked really bad. Like it just didn't look good on the screen and everybody complained about that. And then they said that they fixed it on the Blu-ray release or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it looks better. Mm-hmm. And when I hear something like that, I just think, well, that's complete bullshit. Obviously, it just looked bad. It always looked bad, and then it still looks fucking bad. <laughs> you yeah, know, like totally. And, but then we watched mm-hmm. some music videos of on the, the YouTube of the Puff Daddy and the Wallflowers one, and then there are shots that are the shots from the movie. Yep. And Godzilla in those shots, and they're just like recorded from TV or whatever at the time. He looks really bad. Like, I mean, there are still shots on our. I, we just have a DVD copy of it, and it looks bad a lot of times. But the shots in that music video shots are worse. So that makes me think, like, maybe there was something to that. Maybe it did look even worse when yeah. it came out, and that it's been slightly improved on home video. I don't know. There's no way to verify that, I guess, but, uh, yeah. It looks bad. It... Some of it, like, some of the... There's a few shots that are clearly, like, they use some uh, makeup stuff, and then when we get the baby Godzillas, whenever they use the now the design of it's still bad, but at least when they use the the, the Muppets or the the robots or whatever, they look better than the CGI versions of those because those look truly like some of the worst '90s CGI. That it's not it's the, some of the worst age stuff you've ever seen, especially compared to like Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Whew, boy. Any so you're like what else? Anything doing? What was is there anything that works for you after Godzilla's revealed? No. Okay. I did not enjoy this movie. They don't like it. They try. They try so hard. There's a scene where there's helicopters chasing Godzilla through the cities, the city streets of New York, right? And on paper, great idea for a scene. Just a great, fun idea. Godzilla evading, strike, you know, weaponized military-style helicopters, mm-hmm. right? No other really humans or who cares? All the characters don't have any nothing to do anyway. But it's it's weird. Not only do we have a dated CGI looking uh, Godzilla, mm-hmm. the buildings are like there's no rhyme or reason to the structure. They just made like one building design, and then they made the whole city like Godzilla turns turns corners, goes down street, turns another corner. Everything is like the identically. It looks the same. It's the same one building over and over and over and over again. Oh, probably. I I didn't really notice. But and it looks like a cardboard. Like it's it's so fascinating because it's like what you would. It's almost. It seems like it's intentionally bad. Like they were kind of trying to make it look like an old movie, but sped up and done bigger. But then you think, well, why would you do that? And maybe they, it was a budget constraint, and they wanted to look big and epic, but it just looks like a little model running through a big model set, mm-hmm. but only in CGI form. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't like I've that. I've never seen... There's no other sequence in any movie that I can recall that looks like this scene does, because it's CGI, and yet it looks like like models. <laughs> never once looking <clears throat> convincing, mind you. You go and create CGI that looks like a mo- like a dated model... That's I just I've never been able to wrap my head around it. Um, I also love how they they're never really sure where Godzilla's at. He's a good hider. They're like, where'd he go? Because he's a burrower, you see. He burrows. <laughs> Fuck you. He's always burrowing. I love that throwaway line that now you have really go- grappled onto. They here. show him burrowing. 
he like there's a scene later where he's like they're walk the main characters are walking through the sewers and they all stop and like what's that sound and then like here comes Godzilla squirming through and he just like goes by and you're like oh okay there he is <laughs> just, like, dumb. everything else would just collapse right it <laughs> so fucking dumb it's just that every but that's what I appreciate so then they, they oh you appreciate that I do because it they never they don't repeat themselves in this movie they're always like okay well we did the we did him. We made him appear, so we did that. We can't do that again. So we made him. The helicopters chase him. Can't do that again. So they start that scene again later, where the helicopters start chasing him. You're like, oh, we gotta do this scene again. No, he jumps in the water, and we're gonna have a submarine versus Godzilla fight. And this is another scene where Godzilla looks like he's about maybe the size of a crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep like thinking that they've hit him. <laughs> or they accidentally hit like he's such a tricky he's even I think smiles at one point in the water too where he's able well, to like he's trick, definitely fucking grinning trick the monster trick the subs to shoot at another sub or whatever a heat seeking torpedo yeah because he's so he's swimming around right and the torpedoes are coming after him and he's just circling around so that he can dive under that fucking submarine mm-hmm. and the torpedoes will hit the submarine and blow him up genius he's smart he's such a stinker he's so smart and then they finally f- like get him and f- fire a bunch of stuff at him and they're like yay we're done he died Woo, i know they don't like they, i they at first I, I have a memory of them being like oh yeah direct hit well you can kind of see him like they show a shot of him digging already like digging through the ground and you're like well, my memory was that they didn't even check like mm-hmm. oh we got him game over they there's a shot of godzilla like pummeling to the bottom of the mm-hmm. ocean or whatever but i mean we always know that godzilla comes back no body no death and they they even there's a throwaway line later where they're trying to find uh <clears throat> the body they can't find it exactly but well, they can't find this thing that's as tall as a fucking skyscraper get out of here well, that's the thing like they keep saying like so i know that there's restraints here they're trying to not show godzilla he can't just be he's keeping godzilla stuck in one place this is actually tough because in all the other godzilla movies Godzilla moves around. He's able to, like, go from place to place, right? In this movie, they're just like, we've got to keep him on, in New York somehow. We have to have him dig, I guess. And, we could, and then there's lines where Matthew Brock's like, he's in there somewhere. He's really good. at It's a perfect place to hide. And you're just like, no, it's fucking not. Like, he stomps and the whole goddamn uh, building falls over when he steps. Like, it seems like it would be really easy to find him. No one seems to give a shit either. Like, there's they Stop evacuate the, the city... But, like, there's a lot of people just, like, they're watching TV, like, from Jersey. Like, they don't... I know. They think they're safe. Like, oh, well, we're good. We went we went across the bridge. We went 10 miles out of the way. The we're good. The gigantic. Wouldn't you just try to get out of, like, the country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be, you would not be stopping. You'd keep going. So you get a sub-attack. You get a helicopter thing. And they're like, well, we can't repeat ourselves anymore. What are we going to do? Oh, I know. We did a lot of T-Rex stuff. We're doing all this Jurassic Park T-Rex stuff. What's the other thing that people like about those Jurassic Park Oh, movies? yeah, those little velociraptors. We love those man-sized, vicious things that chase people around. How many... Hey, Roland. That's one of the directors. Oh, yeah, Dean? What's up? How many raptors do they have in that Jurassic Park? Oh, like three. Interesting, Dean. Well, who am I? I couldn't remember. I already forgot who I was playing. Well, what about Lost World? Oh, I think they're going to have, like, maybe eight or nine. Yeah, what's, uh... Let's have 100, 200 raptor uh, Godzillas. Sounds good, Dean. And then that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, and then, like, s- shot for shot in the fucking building with these eggs hatching and these little raptor fucking Godzilla babies coming out and chasing. There are hundreds of eggs. Hundreds of eggs. We got Jean Renault. 
trying to Who cares help. how these guys get here? They've been kicked out. Matthew Broderick's been kicked out of the military group because... How did they even realize that the eggs were there? But, oh, because Matthew Broderick figured out, you see, oh, that... Oh, God. I'm going to just take a They're born the right here. pregnant. The Godzillas are born... The Godzilla was pregnant already. It's a boy, but it's pregnant. It's asexual. And so there must be eggs, hundreds of eggs. I don't know how he gets to this thing. He knows worms. Worms and lizards are the same goddamn animal. He tells Duh. Maria Patillo she wants to get a big story... She tries to leak it, whatever. She gets fired. He gets kicked out. Jean Reno, because the French have, they're the ones responsible for the nuking at the beginning. So they're, they send a team of four Secret Service guys they're to like, go clean this up. We fucked up. Okay, let's send four guys. We'll Good. send four guys. That'll cover it. But then, you know, to their credit, they did, t- they did take care of business. Three of them died, but. <laughs> Three of them were killed. Because they all were named, uh, then they all have the <clears> same <throat> name, like Jean or whatever. Jean-Paul. Jacques. Jean-Paul, Jean, Jean-Jacques, yeah, yeah. It's all the same. Sure, sure, sure. That's sure. The, and then he eats a lot of, like, he wants, like, his special coffee. It's all just a bunch of French stuff. They had nothing besides, like, he's French. We got Jean Renault. It's just a bunch of French. So then we just have all these raptors. And like I said, the, the visual effects are very bad. But it's just, like, every aspect of it is, like, shit. It's just basically what you would say, like, oh, that's shitty Jurassic Park. That's shitty Jurassic Park. Because it's not staged with any kind of attention. It's just they're all on the screen constantly. There's so many of these little raptor things running around. The quips are flying wild. Hank Azaria is <clears throat> there to be. See, that's the thing. We have a lot of ca- so you have Hank Azaria in the movie. What would seem to be like in a uh, comedic relief, comic relief part, and yet has no. It's all He's given to nothing. Matthew Broderick, who's not funny in this movie at all. What's the deal with that? I don't know. What's the deal with that? But I do have a question for you, Tyler. Okay. Are you ready for a little tea time with Tyler? Yeah, sure. I don't have any tea tonight. We're doing coffee. Yeah, but this last ten episodes, but okay. <clears throat> I know. What's up with that? Why am I Why am I transitioning into the coffee so much lately? Uh, I have nothing for you there. I'm talking about either. Godzilla. Okay, so in tea time with Tyler, you have as much time as it takes to refill my mug with my hot beverage to answer the question, what are... Name as many big monster movies without repeating the monster as you can. So Godzilla only counts once. Ooh, okay. Go. Well, King Kong, uh, Cloverfield, Jurassic Park, Mighty Joe Young. Uh, I mean, I feel like there was like a different... Oh, it's not Rodan, it's the turtle, the giant turtle thing has its own... Would you also movie. like a refill? Yeah, I would. Keep going. You're not doing so good. Faster, faster, faster. Uh, Rampage. That was another recent shitty one. Um, Pacific Rim. Uh, <laughs> Power Rangers. I mean, that's not really like big old. Uh, is that a monster that they fight? Uh, at Power Rangers at the end of that movie. At the end of that movie and the TV show, hello, the Power Rangers turn into these giant things. That's they're a robot. Always fighting are they something fighting big. Monsters, I guess they are. Always. Okay. Come on, fucking Tyler. Not I'm not a Power big Rangers. Power Rangers guy. How you're a child of the '90s. It was after I was getting too old, and they I what? feel like they you were too off. old for that, and yeah. I'm older than you, and I was still like, yeah, Power Rangers. I recall you were thinking like, wait, yeah, let's fucking watch some Arthur up in this bitch. Arthur, Barney, Wishbone. No, no shame, man. I own my awesomeness. All right, you did okay. Okay, we have to talk about. It might be a good time to bring up this other thing in the movie because we can. It leads into another segment. Okay. Uh, Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. Who are they? They're the directors of Independence Day. They're not fans of a couple of movie critics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they decided to put a couple characters in this movie mm-hmm. named uh, Gene, 
And Mayor Ebert. And Mayor Ebert is like the evil mayor who's a fucking dumbass. He's just a dumbass. He He doesn't know anything. Yeah, he's just stupid and dumb. Every decision he makes is bad. He's always fighting the... Every every competent character you're supposed to like, he's against them. Yep. Gene is his sidekick who's always... Anyway, the the guy that is Gene looks like Gene Siskel. And Mayor Ebert is that actor who... He's been in a lot of movies, actually. Uh, Michael Lerner? Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff, but, I mean, looks like Roger Ebert. Yep. Holy shit. How, what kind of, like, what kind of nerve do you have? Or what, how petty, it's either what kind of nerve, how petty, or how pathetic are you to put these two characters in this movie? Because who gives a shit? Um, I do think it's pathetic, and petty, and, like... Oh, we don't like that. It's just going Eber didn't like our previous movies. Oh, because at the time, <laughs> who are you? These guys ass men are Shut on up. top of the world. They made a gigantic hit. Yeah. Independence Day. They made like Stargate, which and is Stargate. not good, and yeah. but, but whatever. It was like they were on top of their game. What now? They're choosing like, oh man, we got all the money we want. Let's fucking pump they're on all, Ebert. Fuck and Roger Ebert. Fuck Cisco. We'll show them because it, it's it's never once played playfully it's never once like a ribbing it's not or a even tease. funny it's just like we don't like those guys and they're gonna be <laughs> characters and we're gonna watch like, this they're not gonna like this <sighs> and it's just like well, we know they're not gonna review our movie well so we'll just uh put them in there so that'll be the reason it's like that'll be so funny we'll be so funny <laughs> holy shit dumb dumb that's when an editor needs to be like no guys that's a pro- well that's the problem so they're a producing directing team so these guys have too much power on their yep. set and no one is being like, hey, hey no. this is not funny. Don't. Or good. Don't do that. Yeah. And now, as 1998, <clears throat> Tyler probably didn't register this because there's so many dumb characters in there. But you I probably, loved Roger Ebert. I did, but I don't think I even caught that this guy's name was Roger Ebert. No way. There's so much other shit going on in this movie. It's well, so apparent now. I but. do wonder. I wonder what Roger Ebert thought of it. Oh, what would Roger, Roger say? So, Tyler, this is the segment where we talk about what Roger Ebert, your favorite film critic of all time, says I, yeah. about the movie. Why do you? Why do you always like go like Yeah, like you're embarrassed or something? I'm a shy guy. I'm a shy guy. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Who are you? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So he ranks his movies out of four stars. Yeah. What did he rank this movie? Oh, I'm going to say one star. Oh, a little better than that. One and a half stars. Yeah, one and a half stars. Okay. He trashes it pretty good, but here's what <laughs> but he... But still got that got a half star in yeah, there. Yeah, but here's what he says about the Is Ebert and thing. Yeah. Um, He talks about it. He's describing it and saying the, who the characters are and how, how dumb and all the bad decisions they make. Um, and he says, these characters are a reaction by Emmerich and Devlin to negative Siskel and Ebert reviews of their earlier movies, Stargate, Independence Day, but they let us off lightly. I fully expected to be squished like a bug by Godzilla. Yeah, they don't get killed, which is uh, weird. No one really does in this movie, other than like our Jean, our other... Um, the French, French team. Guys. Like the fodder, we don't even know them hardly as characters, but all of our main players like even harry shearer who is like a me too prick at the network he survives he doesn't have to actually do anything in this movie he's just on the sidelines but um, everybody survives question from roger's review here who mm-hmm. what who's ingmar bergman the director no who's ingmar bergman who is that what say he's the a sentence. director yeah um because he makes the comment he says um 
Now that I've inspired a character in a Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. all I really still desire is for several Ingmar Bergman characters to sit in a circle and read my reviews to one another in hushed tones. Yeah, he's just saying, that, like, you know. Who's I, the, who is that, though? It's a famous director. But see what it's, he's basically just saying, like, um, you know, hey, uh, maybe a good maybe a good filmmaker can put me in a movie. <laughs> Essentially is what he's saying. Uh-huh. Um but I don't even need to read anything from his review. Basically, it's garbage. He does go. He does go. What's funny is like the more he doesn't like a movie, the more he tends to write about it. Oh yeah. But sort of randomly, not always that. Sometimes his worst reviews are also very short. So never mind. That was not a very clear assessment. Well, it just depends if he's having fun with the review. You know, like I think he's having fun with this one. Yeah. He has a whole paragraph where he just asks a bunch of why questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what this whole. I mean. This is years of me trying to watch this thing, and all I really have are questions. Like, why Why does this happen, and why does that... Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is a lot of that. It mm-hmm. just... The only thing I can think of is that, well, they didn't know either, so they're just like Jurassic Park, <laughs> and that was it. That's all they could think yeah. of. He says, you have to absorb such a film, not consider it. But my brain rebelled and insisted on applying logic where it was not welcome. Mm-hmm. How, for example, does a 300-foot-tall creature fit inside a subway tunnel? How come it's sometimes only as tall as the tunnel and at other times... See, this is what I thought. Other times taller than high-rise office buildings. Mm-hmm. How big is it anyway? Why can't it breathe fire but hardly ever makes use of this ability? Why, when the heroes hide inside the Park Avenue tunnel, is this tunnel too small for Godzilla to enter, even though it's larger than a subway tunnel? So it can... It doesn't really breathe fire, and that was a thing about this, because it, like, has a big breath. <laughs> it can roar and his breath is so powerful that it can knock over cars that combust and turn into fire, but okay. he doesn't actually, like, breathe fire. Okay, why didn't he do that in the tunnel then? I don't when know. When he's chasing these people. Okay. Great question. None of it is. None of it makes sense. And why doesn't Godzilla just snort some flames down there and broil them? Oh, you just addressed that. Most monster movies have at least one bleeding, oh, blah, blah, blah. He just, go- he just goes off on this movie. So, and what I would say is that I, like the badness of its like uh, 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 fights and the things that, like the chasing of the Godzilla. The problem is is that and this is when you fell asleep actually there's a good 35 minute stretch where Godzilla is missing and it's just the mechanisms of getting the characters to where they need to be and it's just like that's where like the bad moviness like this is not a movie that could be done on like mystery science theater because it's too fucking long. Like you wouldn't want to sit through this stretch of the movie because it's just like not it's not that it's not the bad in the way that it's the entertaining bad from before. It's just like boring. oh my god, nothing's this is happening. Boring. Why aren't we doing this? Why are we moving from one place to the other? Yeah, and that's weird. They also make a point of uh, destroying literally anything and everything that I know about New York City. So every landmark in this movie gets destroyed, with the exception of the World Trade Center, which somehow gets a, a, a free pass. Uh, they make mention of like the World Trade Center bombings. The this fire, is the worst event since, since the, the World Trade the Center original bombings. bombings. But that's the only major landmark in this movie that is not like just completely leveled. Uh, they rampage through Broadway, Madison Square Garden gets blown up, Chrysler Building comes down, Brooklyn Bridge gets pretty much pretty heavy usage. He's real big in that scene. Oh yeah, he's as long as the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. And that's another scene where it's like a model. It lo- I don't know if they used the model for this, but it's like CGI model. It is the strangest looking thing this yeah, movie how has. How do you say that? Some of these just sequences have this, like, only this movie has this look. That's weird. Uh, the movie really does feel like it's going to end at the uh, blowing up of Madison Square Garden. They even have, like, the thing they do where everybody kind of lines up and is like, oh, we blew it up. The end. And it's almost like 
you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, we haven't actually seen Godzilla. Like, maybe he is dead. And you're at a point in the movie where you're like, I don't care. Like, if this movie's over right now, great. Great. Done. The end. But no, he comes up from the top of it, and we have to have one final chase through the taxi cab where Godzilla is chasing because Godzilla has posited, has figured out that it's Matthew Broderick and this crew that has blown up this... And killed all his babies. Right. But, like... That's presumptuous, I think, of Godzilla. Like, there's these little well, ants just standing here. Like, what? If, maybe they're just looking yeah, at it. They tell us that he's real smart earlier, and but then this is his 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 conclusion. I would say that like that's not a logical leap to see those little ants down there being like, "Oh yeah, those little ants caused this." Not these big things that have been shooting bombs at me from yeah, the beginning. Can't because be those. It is just like a full on commitment. He is just chasing this cab so much, like mm-hmm. here and there, everywhere, right? We get the the scene where they drive over his foot at some point, which is hilariously used when Samuel L. Jackson does it in the MTV movie things, and it uses Christopher Lloyd as the driver, mm-hmm. and they keep using that same clip. Over and over. Over and over. He goes over like three times, and Sam Jackson's like, stop doing that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> to the point where, in the movie, I really honestly thought that they did it more than once in the movie, because I remember that oh, that skit so yeah, well, that I'm just funny. like, oh, it's so dumb. I was like, oh, no, they were making fun of it. Yeah. Um... We get a point where they have to drive into his mouth to get away. They have to get stuck, and then they decide to drive. And then, like, what does he do, Matthew Broderick? He, like, uh... Is he, like... Oh, there's a live wire, like a live (laughs) power line wire. He grabs it with his hand, right? That's a smart thing. Friends, if there's a downed power line that's uh, shooting sparks out of it, don't fucking grab it with your hand. You will die. But not if you're Matthew Broderick in Godzilla. See also... You just grab that motherfucking power line and you shove it into his gums. Because we know gums are sensitive. We can all relate to that. In his defense, I think he'd probably try anything at this point. You're about to get swallowed You're by about Godzilla. to get, like, chomp-chomped. Also, so, yeah, he for, grab, mm-hmm. for other line uh, power line safety, please hear episodes on the Burbs and Small Soldiers. Correct. A lot of, a lot live of power wire. lines. Yeah, it's just yeah. a thing in the nineties and the early in yeah, 80s. Yeah, but people do die from electricity, so be careful. Well, it works because he gets it in the molar. Is there a movie where Matthew Broderick plays a dentist? Probably not. Why do I have that memory? Because I always think about Matthew Broderick, and I think about Hermie from Rudolph. Excuse me. What <laughs> I think the those fuck guys are, are you like talking the same. about? I think that's like the same Hermie. kind of guy. Yeah, he's like you know the elf Hermie the elf who's oh. like the. <laughs> Matthew Broderick reminds me of that Hermie the Elf Well, if they do a live action of Rudolph. And then Sarah Jessica Parker's Rudolph. You know what I'm saying? Um, Is it The Night We Never Met? I don't know. (laughs) I just Googled it. I think it's just that Rudolph The Night We Never Met kept popping up. It's just Rudolph. I think I just think it's Matthew Broderick as Rudolph. Well, he's in something... Where the lady is a dental hygienist. He played Inspector Gadget, another movie that I saw in the movie theater. Because <laughs> I was a fan of the cartoon series. Um, are you serious that you think of the elf character from Rudolph when you think of Matthew Broderick? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. He's got that same way about him. Creepy. <laughs> bland. Know. And I like, look, I like Matthew Broderick and say, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but, I mean, it's a totally different character. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> he gets to the bridge. Uh, he gets caught in the things. They shoot him. He dies. I don't know. He dies. The end. It's finally over after two hours and fifteen minutes. Holy shit! What? I I just so I I give it credit. It doesn't repeat its action sequences. It's trying, but it's trying. It it's just uh, yeah. I don't know. Like 
You How do you? I just, I just have something I just want to share with you. Yeah. Uh, I think I just found my new wedding song request. Oh, yeah. DJ, play me that. Uh, Puff Daddy, come with me, Godzilla. With, I'll drive Jimmy ba- With the Jimmy Page uh, yeah, sample. So, yeah, it's that, and then it's Wild Wild West. No one ever has these on the wedding. Uh, they do now. They ask. We're going to a wedding as part of our RSVP on- online. I want Wild like, Wild West. What song would make your night? Yeah, Wild Wild West and Come With Me by Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page. Okay, so, Fallon, that's our request. You heard it for, straight from us. So, a couple things about this song. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I, I was 1998. I like Puff Daddy, but not as much as someone I went to school with. I'm not going to say their name. Please say. No, I'm not going to. Please. You don't know them. It's not someone me. you know. Oh, okay. Boring. Yeah. So, not, not This boring. is a stupid story, then. But, like, I know, but it's just, like, every music video of Puff Daddy Who in is the it? 90s, Are you sure I don't know who You don't is? know him. Uh, Do I know his name? No. Uh, he, every music video, and they're all like, re- <laughs> I encourage anybody to go back and watch any one Puff Daddy music video from the nineties. They are gold <laughs> yes. because they were so because they were so cool. Yes, <laughs> and now they are so not. <laughs> but are maybe they are so no, cool? But like Puff Daddy used to do, or you now known as just Diddy. Well, it was P Diddy, Diddy. I don't know. We don't need it. Yeah. Anyway, he does like a thing where he like again, Tyler. People can't see what you're I, doing. To, in order to describe it, I have to kind of do it. <laughs> okay. So he puts his hands up above, uh, kind of to his sides, but up. And then he kind of does like a, like he does a complete circle. Like he's circle, almost raising the roof. But he does a spin with it. He does fast. And he always wears like a long jacket or something so that it waves around, right? <laughs> and he does it like seven times in the music video to this. <laughs> but I remember, so in when he first came on, the when he was first big, mm-hmm. we would have like, there was a guy, this guy that. See, people that I know know this person. <laughs> you don't know them. But he always would, like, I whenever know. they danced, he would do the same little move. And it would be like, oh, he's doing the puff Did daddy. he also wear a long jacket? No, uh, maybe once or twice. But he also... See, I'm not making fun of him because he also, like, always knew the lyrics to the Puff Daddy song. Fuck yes. Way, for him. way sooner than I could learn the lyrics to and it. And you know, that was hard to do back in the 90s. Yeah. There was no... You couldn't just look it up online. You, you had, had to, to listen. like, listen yeah. and write them down or buy the soundtrack and hope to God they had the fucking thing yeah. inside with the lyrics. And then... So, well, and then... for And then that evolved into people putting song lyrics online. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, slow dial-up. Plus... Yeah. People get them wrong. People get them wrong. There's no official. Uh, yeah. There's no official one yeah, out there. Yeah, lyrics.com wasn't a thing yet. Nope. Nope. But uh, yeah. So he knew the lyrics before I did, and that was cool. But my so the, my favorite part of the guns and the Godzilla soundtrack in general is that a lot of the songs just feel the need to be like remind you, much like DJ Callhead left reminded you that he's in a fucking track. Oh, God. They want to make sure that you know that this is from the Godzilla soundtrack because there's like a roar, yeah, or as something. We heard, yeah, but Puff Daddy went the full distance because he's like the lead. This was like the big, the big release, right? Yeah, he was the he was the anchor of the whole soundtrack, mm-hmm. right? Maybe the Wallflowers too, but he was the big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's a lyric toward the end of that thing where it's just like, "I want to fight you, I'll fucking bite you." Oh. Can't stand nobody like you. You can't run. You can't hide. No surprise. Close your eyes. Come with me. Dudes, I'm married to that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my man. I'll fucking bite you. <laughs> 
So, like, what's Tyler's, like, greatest quality? Well, I can tell you he can quote Puff Diddy lyrics. Puff Diddy. I like that. <laughs> Who knows what his name is? The D, the I, the D, the D, the Y, the D, the I. I never understood that song. He'd always go, it's the D, the I, the D, the D, the Y, the D, What the are I, you talking the D, about? That's Diddy. He stops doing He's like, Diddy did? I don't know what's going on there. His songs are confusing. <clears throat> um, I'm reading from Wikipedia here okay. about the soundtrack. Uh, it says a notable entry is No Shelter by Rage Against the Machine, yeah. in which a line in the lyrics of the song appears to criticize the film for distracting the public, saying, Godzilla, pure motherfucking filler, get your eyes off the real killer. Oh, <laughs> what are they talking about? Those Rage Against the Machine are so against deep. The machine are so well, deep. they were, you know, I don't know if you know this about Rage Against the Machine, but they often raged against the machine. Yeah. Get your their, eyes off the real killer. That's kind of their deal. It's kind of their deal. Yeah. I like Rage Against the Machine, though. <laughs> yeah. We grew up in the 90s. Of course we did. Yeah. Do. Still do. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that this would be one of those where if I just started talking about it, I would somehow crack my fascination with it. Did I got you? nothing. Nope. I think it's a soundtrack. It's like Maybe. Space Jam for you. It's just, I think it's just such a seminal like moment of like... Being a kid and going to see movies and being excited about blockbusters and then being like, I love everything I go to see. And then you go and see Godzilla and you're like, am I allowed to not like this? <laughs> I mean, we just paid money it's to like, see my this. my mom took me. <laughs> like, being an asshole, if I'm like, this sucked. And not in the way that like something, because kids will see movies that are they find boring, right? Yes. And that's something that we all experience. Like, And that may not be an indicative of its quality either just like i'm not into that right yeah but this is like seems to be something that you're supposed to like like yeah it's big the taco bell dog is eating gorditas that are godzilla sized right gorditas uh it was chalupas Chalupas were the big thing back then right it was all about the chalupa now you go to taco bell you can't find that chalupa but you love chalupas i like that bread because it's not like a whatever they do i like that little horribly fried chemicals Mm, i like that yeah i think that's way better than the like they call those doritos locos tacos or whatever like it does not fucking doritos they put a little bit of that cheese color on there it doesn't taste like a dorito i'll tell you that no it's disgusting plus i want a taco i don't want a fucking dorito beef thing like don't no then why do you order it? I don't order it. You I haven't have... ordered it. No, I haven't ordered it in a while. The last one in I had. In a while. No, the, no, I haven't ordered it. The last time I ordered it was when we got a free one from like the ho- local hockey team scoring like four goals. <laughs> Those were gorditas. No, they were the look to, to Doritos Locos taco. Oh, I wish it was a gordita. That checks out. I wish it was a gordita. Why don't they bring that dog back? Is that dog racist? <laughs> well, guys, that concludes our show. Thanks for listening. Chihuahua, is it racist? <laughs> Obviously. If you have to ask, it are we is. being sensitive? I don't know. Are um, we done with the movie? <laughs> oh, we're done. Oh, okay. Are uh, you done? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> did did we get all our segments in? Which segments? Oh, I had one. Oh, you, you did. Want me to do it? Sure. Nah. nah, it's okay. What is it? You're not gonna be able to do it. Just fucking do it. Let's You're not do gonna it. be able to do it. Okay, guys, you can tune out now <laughs> if you'd like to stay for the final segment of. Angela explains it all. Na 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 na. Okay. Which Go I just for recently it. watched another episode of that. Okay. Thanks, Pluto TV. <clears throat> this is I like a movie. how you say Pluto TV like everyone in the world is going to know. Like, you interviewed Joel McHale yeah. recently, yeah. and you were like, I was watching Pluto TV. He doesn't fucking know what Pluto TV he is. I know Tyler. what Pluto TV is. He should know. 
He should know. He's doing Card Sharks, and Pluto TV is the only place that's currently airing the oh. Card Sharks in which he is working. Listen. Oh, God. He would be so happy if they started airing the great indoors on Pluto TV, okay? Mm-hmm. It's free. I told him. It's Pluto TV. It's free cable. Okay. Telling him, hey, rich guy, I'm poor. I'm watching fucking Card Sharks on Pluto TV. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's do the segment, <laughs> sir. Okay. Godzilla usually fights other monsters, as he does in uh, these. I'm not naming the other monsters. Yeah, I want right, to see how many. <laughs> I'm fucking not doing that. You don't know how to. You can't name any other no. big monster. King Kong. That's one. The three-headed guy that you mentioned earlier. Ghidorah. And uh, some other big guy. Then, then like the uh, the one that's like flies. Rodan. Scorpio. Scorpion. No, no. He's, flying like a, scorpion. he's like a pterodactyl. Oh, the pterodactyl. Rodan. And then there's like a isn't there like a scorpion insect one looking one? That's from oh, like Wrath oh, of the Titans. Oh, there's also like a, a prank giant praying mantis one. What oh. is that one? Uh, Look at my face. I see what you're doing. What about Mothra? You ever heard of Mothra? Yeah, that's who I'm describing. Nope, that's a moth. <laughs> yeah, giant insect. Not a praying mantis. Same fucking thing. Probably the giant fly. The fly. That's a movie. He's not giant. He's, the fly? he's Jeff Goldblum sized. <laughs> right, guys. What a great segment. I'm so terrible. All right, thanks for listening. This has been Old Millennials Remember Movies. What, Follow- what do we what? even do? What do we just do? <laughs> We just <laughs> talked about, oh, Godzilla oh, okay. from 1998. I forgot already. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we will talk at you another movie.